Hey, comedy fans, welcome to another edition of the Comedy at the Carlson Cast. I'm your host, my name is Vinny, and joining me today in studio, it's Joe Mackey. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Three Heads Brewing, the makers of Rochester's most delicious beer. Remember, friends, drink responsibly, do good things, and always be kind. Now, let's kick it over to the studio and get the show started. Good morning, Carlson Casters. Thank you for tuning in. For those of you who are watching live on YouTube and Facebook, we're glad you found us. Feel free to join the conversation. Feel free to text us, 585-484-0265. And uh, for those of you who are tuning into the podcast, thanks for finding us. Make sure you uh, rate and review. We truly appreciate it. Now, my guest today is a winner of the New York Comedy Festival's Funniest Comedian Competition. You also may know him from his 30-minute special on Comedy Central. His appearances on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, or the fact that he's a regular on Gutfeld. Uh, he's your headliner this weekend at Comedy at the Carlson. Please, let's welcome Joe Mackey. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I am really actually excited to have you on today because I'm a fan. Oh, thanks, man. I think you are one of the funniest comics that are out there. And when I saw you were on the calendar, I was like, yes, oh. good book kid. I was very happy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, now, Joe... You've done a lot of great things, but I got to ask you, your comedy isn't very autobiographical. No. Is that by design? No, my life's pretty boring, you know? Some comics, they go out and get hammered, and then they do this crazy thing, and then they have this crazy 10-minute story about it. But me, I usually just go home. So I, <laughs> that's great if you can do that. Uh, but me, I like to observe the world a little more. Sure. So it's more of my reaction to the world uh, rather than the weird things I did because uh, I'm just not that interesting. Uh, I don't even like going to football games. Or now I'm like, if there's a crowded bar, yeah. I was, I was let's go to the empty one, you know? Okay. Uh, I don't understand. Like I, I'd rather not be around. A lot of people, you know. Yeah, I'm with uh, you there. I don't like crowded spaces. I don't like being around a million people. It's so dumb. Like I, I, I was in Miami a couple months ago, and there were all these people waiting to go in this giant nightclub, like dressed up, and I'm sure they had to pay a huge cover. Sure. And I'm like, just go to the this other bar. It's going to be the same people that are in the line. You could all be at the bar now with the same people that are in the line waiting to go into this other bar you can't say that you were at the bar just take a picture of the people so i'm just getting mad about lines that's fine but yeah. like what, what i see here when i'm sitting back here as a casual observer of your style of comedy yeah it's generally you're kind of enraged by culture not so much enraged but like you don't see the point and you're unimpressed yeah most things are stupid and boring <laughs> yeah well agreed yeah i don't like i don't know like i see a pair of nikes on that shelf and I don't get like why would any adult human being buy Nikes they're just sweatshop shoes yeah and it's a name brand sold to impress people because of the name like they're okay. no better like I like someone was making fun of my like Walmart shoes and I'm like you're an adult and you still care about what brands on the shoes? Let me see how like ridiculous that is. Like uh, I don't know. Uh, so that's more interesting to me than anything I do. Well, 
hits home too hard. I don't find it funny. I'm upset now. Just kidding. Yeah. I just, I get you. I get you. Like, uh, people talk about, like, you read the, you go on like a news website and half the stories are about celebrities' relationships. Is there anything more boring than their phony PR stunt relationship? Like, I don't care who, like, why would anybody, I, I don't know, I'm dumbfounded by what people are interested in as well as uh, how boring my own life is. So when you have that general approach to the world where everything is dumb and stupid, which I'll concede that fact, everything is dumb and stupid, but when that's the approach that you have to life, how do you become an entertainer? You know, how, how, how do you get to the point where you're like, let me show you what's funny? You know how people say it's like comedians are depressed? Sure. I don't think that's a, any different than any other profession, the amount of people that are you know depressed or, or whatnot i think the thing that comedians have in common are they're irritable like things bother them that don't bother other people because most jokes are in a sense a complaint where the end of the complaint is funny right so i don't uh i, I just uh, I, I think that's what makes a good comedian is uh irritability because think of a great joke and like that started with somebody somebody saying why is this like this? Okay. Okay. I, I agree with you. I feel like a lot of the best jokes are just kind of a straight line through BS. Mm -hmm. This is the, the stupid thing that we all think, but here's the reality. Why do we think it's like this? Yeah. I'm totally, totally on board with that. It's a, it's, it's kind of an outsider's take, an absurdist view. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like what you do on stage is any type of a character or is this Joe Mackey all the time? You know, I'm not trying to be a character on stage. I can't really say, maybe it's like a heightened version cause I'm a little more nervous, but uh, I remember early on people were telling me I should amp up being a character and somebody even suggested like a good comic that I respect told me I should wear a bow tie. And I'm like, oh, I can't. Jesus. I can't do that because uh, I like I'm, I'm a huge Norm Macdonald fan yeah. and it, it's it's a struggle for me to not try to talk like he did um, but uh, I I just like regular comedy where it was just like this regular guy talking because um, I I found when I was a kid characters got annoying like I hated Yakov Shmirov's laugh I found it very grating uh, even though at the time I thought what he was doing was kind of unique. Sure. Although now everybody's like a lot of people have done that 40 years later. Yeah. You know, the difference between America and somewhere else. Um, like Bob, Bobcat Goldblatt, like that voice just got, got to me. Sure. Even in Police Academy and Scrooged. Uh, so I, I didn't want to see a character. Uh, um, but I, I, I wanted to hear the joke. I try to tell jokes with as little exaggeration and act out and and exclaiming uh, i don't like to have exclamation points i'd like to be as calm as possible because sure. if the idea is funny then it's funny but if you have to like jump around a lot maybe the joke's not that good that's uh, how i always felt well you're you're correct i think i feel like the jokes cut harder when they're just being delivered and they're they're a good joke, it's gonna hit harder 
when it's clear and it's not obstructed by a lot of nonsense. Yeah. I should qualify that, though. Like, when Brian Regan is doing his bit about the gym. <laughs> sure. And he's like, I'm working out my flactoid and he's doing these motions. It does make me laugh. So it's not it's not a 100% tried and true rule. But, uh, yeah, uh, that, it's just not what I do, I guess, is a right. better way of putting it. So you would say that what people see is what they get. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, people are like, "Is that your real voice?" I'm like, "Would I make up <laughs> this voice? Was that the voice you think I would like pick?" People have made up dumber ones. That's that's true. I just don't have a deep voice. I mean, sure, you've heard Neil Sedak. I'm sure you've got his whole collection. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, right under the Nikes on the shelf. Actually. Yeah, right it's under a box the of CDs. Right under the metal albums that you put out to impress people like uh you know it's like i'm just teasing like yeah. there's no i don't think there's any albums here it feels very radio stationy in here i guess it does doesn't it yeah sorry about that no hope it doesn't set you uh set no you and there's a lot of like 90s toys well i'm a weird dude man oh. it's all just stuff i've collected over the years and when you have your own studio and you can just put whatever you want to on a bunch of shelves mm -hmm. why not i wouldn't like it because of all the dusting you know you got to pick up all this stuff and dust it and like the action figures. Yeah. You can't like dust around them. You're going to knock them all over. Well, there's little bases, man. You put them on little bases. They got the pets. Why they got the little pegs. Okay. Okay. But like those Ninja Turtles, are they on bases? Are they like. That shelf has never been dusted, Joe. Oh, okay. So it's not, it really hasn't been a problem. Okay. So if I see that shelf, there's going to be dust. Probably. That's not good. It's probably not great. No, it's probably not great. Thank you for pointing it out for me. <laughs> well, your your laptop has a has a sticker that says Rochester Predator. Yeah, it does. It. what's that? So uh, that is a sticker making fun of a friend of mine uh, named Carl, who uh, if you saw, it's actually pretty bad that we're making fun of his appearance, but uh, oh. he does kind of look like the Nashville Predators logo. Oh, okay. So uh, somebody that's a fan of our other podcast made that for us as art, and uh, we put it on a sticker. Yeah, my buddy Sam Morrell has a bit about the Nashville Predators, and I don't want to do the bit because I'd ruin it, but the whole point was, like, how do they let that be the team name? Like, how do you about to, how do you about to sign off on that? And the other thing that's weird about it is, like, it's vague. Very much so. Like, if you just hear it, it's vague where it's, like, you could be like the pythons or the alligators or something. You know, it just... It, it's w which thing general uh, reptile would be a better name than predator anything pick yeah. something yeah. that doesn't make it sound like you're a team of ducks children yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you so can i ask you a question how many siblings do you have and what are they are you all similar people would you say that you and your siblings are a lot alike i have three uh i don't know uh it's one of those things where it's like I guess we're like I don't who who knows like okay. I, it's hard to quantify something from the inside. I think that's why good comics are always kind of unusual. Yeah. Where it's like if you're cool, how are you like how are you complaining about things when you're like kind of a part of it? Um, so I don't, I don't know. Okay. I guess that's for someone else to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I don't know if it, I, I got a problem where it's like, if I think something's funny, I have a hard time getting it to cross over with the crowd. Cause sometimes the things I think are funny are like, like they don't think are funny. So, 
uh, I have to put a lot of stuff out there to get that crossover. Do you have an example of something that you thought was funny that took a, a long time to get over? No, usually I drop it pretty quick really? uh, and then go to the next thing or try it another way because I don't want to waste people's time. So every show, when the check drop is really in full swing, a lot okay. of times what I do when I'm headlining, and this is a little inside baseball, but when you're the headliner, the checks get dropped on you yep. when you're doing your you know, 50, 55 minutes. And it's... Uh, if you're doing your best material, you're wasting it. So right when the show should be in full swing, there's this commotion and stand-up comedy is hard to do with commotion because for, especially for, for joke writer jokes that don't have act outs and are, are subtle and take a lot of thought, you have to be paying attention completely. Uh, so if I'm just doing my best material, then it's a waste. Sure. So what I often do, well, I'll, I'll write like five new jokes and pull out my notepad and I'm like, hey, this is the check drop. It's the hardest part of the show for the comedian, but I'm better than they are. So I use it to do brand new jokes. That's how good I am. So I'll let you be the judge whether or not this stuff's good. And then the people who can't pay attention that well are paying attention more because they're like, oh, I get to judge something. Sure. Like that's the whole point. People like, people like hearing something and saying this is bad. Yeah. I think that's why all I, those. I agree with you on that. Yeah. So it gives them a chance to do that. Uh, and then I'm getting to learn about something at a bad part of the show, where a lot of comedians are like, oh, I try the new stuff after I've already killed. Like I, I try to drop one in, and I'm like, oh, I I try to do it at the worst part of the show. Because uh, and if it doesn't work, uh, maybe I try to rework it or or bring it back another way. It's astoundingly logical. Yeah, it really is. Because if you're gonna have that gamble of I got this time where things might hit, things that I know should hit that I want to close yeah. with, I don't want to ruin that. So I'm gonna use this time to either find out if this shit works, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's fun to say like this is probably bad. Like what I did yesterday, like I thought the idea of going to self-help programs uh, and just saying things I'm embarrassed about because they're not supposed like a, like Alcoholics Anonymous isn't supposed to say what you said. Yeah. So I could be like, I like Belinda Carlisle and they can't like, you can't go out and tell someone that you're breaking, breaking the rules. Yeah. Like if you see that guy in the diner with yeah. his family, you can't lean over to you and say, see that guy. And I'm wearing a Slayer shirt. You have to like pretend everything's up uh, on the up and up, you know, <laughs> uh, but I didn't get it to cross over. Well, uh, so that's fun. It's fun to try stuff and it keeps it interesting. Well, that's the joy of comedy, right? Yeah. I don't like, there's people who do the same act for 20 years and like people are like, Oh, that's so easy. And I'm like, no, that's way harder. Like, how do you stay interested? And, and it take that involves acting, right? You know, uh, so that, that impresses me. I'm like, wow. You could do it when you could do the same act for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that it's robot time at that point. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how are you even paying attention to your words? That's a great part. When you've done an act for 20 years, you don't <laughs> have to, they just come out because that's all you've done. Oh, maybe I worried I get like distracted and be like, wait, where, what bit was I on and what year is this? And where am I? 
Uh, I'm still on the 2016 bit. Yeah. Now, for you, though, Joe, I guess I'm kind of wondering, what's the satisfaction? Is it the idea of people finding your jokes amusing? Or is it for you the idea of people thinking about things in a different way? I like to have weird. I like to have weird takes. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Joe DeVito, this other comic. It's like I know Joe. Yeah, great, guy. great, great guy, great comic. We talk about how if we write a joke and it's the first thing people would, most people would think of when they're trying to write a joke about it, that might not be the way to go. So uh, we want to try to do something different. Uh, sure. So a weird take is good, and there's. There's a, a a real satisfaction to where you you truly have an original idea, and it uh, you make people laugh about it. I those are the bits that stay with you. I I had this other buddy. I don't think he does comedy anymore, but he told me there's a difference between what people laugh at and what's funny. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's really true because people will laugh really hard at a fart. Sure. Is it really that funny? I don't. I don't know. It's funny because it's embarrassing and awkward, but like the things that like I think about and remember are like a Louis C.K. bit where I was like, oh, he really put something into words that no one had really ever thought of before. Like I think about that bit where the guy is driving down the road and he is in the wrong turning lane, but he turns anyway because right. he doesn't want to have to go two more blocks to, to turn to do it legally you know sure. and his justification is well that's not my favorite thing and i think about that all the time when someone does every time i see someone cut someone off to go in the different turning lane that they weren't in that was signed five times it's like i think about that i think about that it's like oh i'm being a jerk to everyone because that's not my favorite thing yeah so I guess the idea of opening up people's minds to think about their own behavior in a comical way is kind of a service to humanity. No. No? Okay. I don't like to be high-minded. Like, we're slinging jokes at bars, you know? I love it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just like, keep, please let me keep doing this so I don't have to. Like, I'm probably making the world worse. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't okay. know. I don't know. I don't. Like, there are, like, people doing charity work i don't want to compare myself to to those suckers okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay all right uh, don't you know that you get paid for doing this job that's true that's true not a volunteer here <laughs> yeah not a volunteer so you've been doing the gutfeld show a lot and there's this weird thing that's going on my mom's 76 years old i've talked about this on the show just uh -huh. a little bit i don't like to make things about me but my mother couldn't pick george carlin out of a lineup but because of Gutfeld, she knows, like, everybody. It's, I said to oh. her, oh, I have Joe Mackey coming. And she goes, oh, I think he's so funny. Oh, and I'm well, like, what? How I, do you even know who he is? I appreciate that. Yeah, we reach a different audience. And that's so – I thought, you know, George Carlin – maybe you're exaggerating because, like, that no, was before – the woman never watched stand-up in her life. I'm oh. not exaggerating one bit. I thought, like, he was more transcendent and media was less fragmented then. Because there was like three channels when he was doing the hippy-dippy weatherman. Sure. Um, but I'm just saying that for some reason, this show, this Gutfeld show, is resonating with an audience that may not have ever seen stand-up kind that's, of before. That's true. And But like, it's way more than that. Like, there are people who couldn't pick 
Bill Burr out of a lineup. Sure. Because stand-up is so, f like, art is so fragmented in a sense. And that's good because uh, every niche can can find its voice. But it's also bad for stand-up because I like it when it's a room of people with, like, that are different in a sense because, like, I don't know, these jokes are supposed to be for everybody. Right. You know, I'm certainly, like, I, I don't know, I... Ten years ago, I thought I was like a a moderate because like I can be wildly different on depending on the issue right. from what the the boxes they kind of put you in with labels. Sure. But now I'm probably uh, on a lot more issues what they consider conservative. Sure. And a lot of my friends are quite liberal, and we can laugh at each other's jokes if it's a good joke. And I think that's a good thing. And I think it's a good thing that like people are getting together in a room to hear ideas and laughing or not laughing um because uh, i still think if the joke's funny i don't have to agree with sure the point of view in it uh well i mean it's a, a television show that's on a network that some people like some people mm -hmm. don't like yeah i just think that i mean you're a guy who's done the tonight show and you're a guy who's also done this gutfeld show uh -huh. in your opinion you know, traveling the country performing. Um, how many more people have said to you that they've seen you on the Tonight Show versus people who said they saw you on Gutfeld? Oh, it's way more for Gutfeld, but I also think it's like it's wild. It's sound. I mean, in a way, when you look back at the old Tonight Show and the way they used to call Johnny Carson the kingmaker of comedy, mm -hmm. um, and that show would move a ton of tickets. Yeah, I feel like Gutfeld is kind of like usurped it, and it's on a cable network. Well, yeah, and there's just it's got a big audience, and there aren't that many big audiences out there anymore. Even if you have a Netflix special, it's like there's a lot of saturation in those specials, and that app is huge. So there's so much to offer. If they don't feature you on the front page for a long time, that special is going to get missed. Yeah. So uh, I know people who've done specials, and it's like it really didn't move the needle, and. If you ask the random person on the street, like, what do you think would be a big thing for a comedian? They'd be like, a Netflix special. And it really depends. It's uh, interesting. Yeah. Do uh, you think that that show maybe presents comedy better? What do you uh, think it is? I think it presents comedy to people that don't get a lot of people presenting comedy to them. Okay. I would agree with that. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I think that's what it's got it's got going for it uh and i i i don't you know it's it's hard to look at it from the inside but yeah. that would be one of my guesses well i'm just happy that humor is transcending politics in this country finally somewhere i think that's important i i hope so and i know they're trying on the other shows it's just uh uh it, it's a uh, i don't know the joke should still come first and I try to, it's like, everybody's got their point of view and there's nothing wrong with that in comedy. It's just, if it's not making people laugh, that's when I'm like, okay, this has to come out. This line has to come out and I don't want to pander. And I don't know. I Sometimes I also think what's lost in comedy today is that not everything that a comedian says is should be what they believe. It should be sometimes like, oh, I think this idea is funny.
Yeah. So uh, sometimes it's fun to be the villain if you're saying something that's like, uh, like I thought Andy Kaufman going to Tennessee and saying this is a bar of soap. Yep. Is like hilarious, and I, I, I think that people miss the point with that guy. Is like, it's he's almost like viewed as a prankster. Yeah. Now, but I was like, what he was really doing was saying it's like. It's the fun that the entertainer is getting by doing it is like what he was doing. It's like it's funny for the audience because this is funny that the entertainer is like getting such a rise out of doing what you're not supposed because to do. Because it's really the opposite of what you're supposed to do yeah. when you do stand up. I mean, yeah. Uh, Andy Kaufman's heel uh, run in uh, Nashville, or I'm sorry, Memphis wrestling mm -hmm. is uh, a legendary thing. If you go back and watch the videos, the person who had the most fun doing it, 100% right, yeah. is Andy Kaufman. It's so much fun to see somebody doing something that's so over-the-top ridiculous. And the thing that, like, people compare, like, the Borat movies to that, and I'm like, completely wrong. Because, like, Andy Kaufman was the victim in his pranks. He was the guy that people were like, you're stupid. You're a jerk. Whereas, like, I felt like Bort was kind of the opposite. He's trying to make these people look like idiots. Yeah. Uh, so it was, like, kind of totally the opposite of what he was doing. Yeah, the, the big difference also to throw on there is when Andy Kaufman was doing that character, it was by design to make another person look good. Yeah, and he was not trying to trick anybody. He was like... I'm Andy Kaufman. I think you all smell terrible and can't yeah. read. Except oh, for... there's Jerry Lawler. Yeah. He's going to smack my the teeth out of my mouth. Yeah. And there we go. But, I mean, you're right. I've never really thought of it. I've never actually really thought about comparing the two because, to me, Borat was more about uh, – I thought of Borat more as a prank than I thought of Andy Kaufman doing wrestling yeah. being a prank. And I've always, hate, I've always hated pranks. I hated prank calls. It's like, it's like you're like making a joke out of somebody by lying to them, and the lie is convincing enough that people will believe it. It's like prank calls. It's like, well, they can't see you, sure, and maybe you sound like the person that is doing it. So is it really, is it really clever that <laughs> that that you're tricking them to thinking something that. Like, I guess I would compare it to this. One time I went to a building in New York. Okay. And I got in the elevator and the doorman goes, oh, that elevator's broken. And I got out. And he's like, just kidding. No, it isn't. And I'm like, so the joke is that you told me a perfectly reasonable thing to be true. And I believed it. And so then I got. It sounds like you're just mad at this elevator guy. <laughs> I think about that guy once once a month. I'm like, what a dumb joke. Like, he just sacrificed his credibility <laughs> to make me get into an elevator and then get back out and then get in again. And I'm like, what does that say about that person? He's like, yeah. I was just like, no, you're not funny. You're just a jerk. Like, yeah, I, I'm with you there, but are you telling me that that experience kind of soured you to the whole world of... like? No, I hated them. I, from when I was a hated kid, from, I hated them. From day one. Yeah, I was like, this is just not... I, anybody can do a prank call. Okay. It's just... It's, you're just saying... Or, 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 like, wear a costume 
and present yourself some way that's not true. Okay. You know, it's... Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. You're, you're not a fan of the schadenfreude behind it because you're really just trying to make someone uncomfortable and upset. It's really the point of a prank. Basically, yeah. Yeah. It's like you. It's like sometimes, like I see, like this, like elaborate internet prank, and I'm like, you just annoyed these people who didn't buy tickets to a comedy show. You know, they're just going about their day. <laughs> I don't know. Would you say that uh, people who scam old folks out of money are actually more honest in their intentions than people who are just doing prank calls? <laughs> At least they're doing it for the money. No, I think they're the same. Okay. I think the only like uh. I'm the currency, the, folks, the currency that the the people who are doing the prank get is in form of undeserved laughter. So they're scammers too. Which more? Which is more dishonest? I'm I'm biased because I'm a comedian, but I would say doing a prank call for laughs and fans <laughs> is worse than bilking someone out of their retirement. Okay. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. Hot take. Hot yeah. take, Joe. Hot take. take. So that's going to get taken out of context. It, you know, it's, people like clip that Joe thinks that oh, <laughs> bad jokes are it. worse I, than uh, <laughs> send it to TMZ. Oh, that's another thing that like, uh, I know you're being facetious, but like, uh, I had a friend who, who always does podcasts and then I saw like he did some new comedians podcast and they clipped a bit and put it on YouTube with a headline that was pretty provocative Aye. and I watched the clip and I'm like that's not what he said like so they lied about this comedians what he said to get attention for their podcast yeah that's not a good and idea this guy did it in like good faith and I was like wow what a jerk move uh but uh trying someone trying to be sensationalist at the expense of somebody who did them a favor it's not like a cool yeah thing. It's, it's like I'm borrowing this guy's fan base and fame and uh uh, that he volunteered his time to do and feel like totally shitting on him. Uh, so I get clicks and I was like, oh man, that is brutal. But you know, what can you do? Yeah. Not going to do that to you, Joe. I promise, pal. Thanks. I promise. <laughs> so you have four more shows this weekend here at Comedy at the Carlson with Joe Mackey. You get your tickets right now at carlsoncomedy.com. Joe, this is my first show of 2023, and I hate to ask the cliched question, but I'm actually kind of curious in your case. What are your goals for this year? Is there anything that you're working towards that you that you see as being a big career step that you want to take this year? Not at all. Perfect. I'm not a goal guy. You know, I don't do resolutions uh, anymore just because I thought, like, what, what difference is it's changing the calendar? Yep. So uh, I'm always trying to get better. At comedy, I'm always trying to do more things and put more jokes out there. And uh, as long as I can keep doing stand-up comedy and getting paid, like, I already win, you know? I remember, like, if... Yeah, it's dumb to... Maybe this is too inside baseball, but, like, I always think it's, like, man, of 100 people that try comedy, usually 100 of those people fail. So the fact that I can even am allowed to do it for money and get booked and paid, I'll take it. You know, it's, I'm lucky. Yeah, you are. You're oh, also yeah. a talented guy. And Thank folks, you. Like I said, this is a really fun show. 
Um, Greg Owens is going to be there with you this weekend as well. And Seneca Stone is featuring, if I recall. Yeah, he brought the pain last night. Funny yeah, guy. Seneca's great. So uh, it's a big show all the way around, folks. Tickets are on sale, carlsoncomedy.com. And you can follow Joe at Comedian Joe Mackey, M-A-C-H-I, just like Macho but with an I, which actually I think is more macho than macho. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they put the two together. All right. I don't. We're, well, I did. I won't anymore from the look on Joe's face. That'll never happen again. So uh, we'll see you next week, folks. And uh, until then, act right, Rochester. We'll see you at the show. Thank you for being awesome and watching another episode of the Carlson Cast. Don't forget, we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube every Friday morning. You could also follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at CarlsonCast. You can listen anytime on iTunes, Google Play, and we're now available on Spotify. You should also check out an amazing app called Laughable. And on the Laughable app, you can connect to your favorite comedians in a way you never thought you could before. Download it in the App Store and visit CarlsonCast.com for information on more shows. And don't be a jerk. Rate and review.